tired. So tired. Overtired. Welcome to Overtired. I am Brett Terpstra. I am here with Christina Warren. How are you, Christina? I'm pretty good, Brett. I'm pretty good. Uh, I am like, it's one of those classic overtired things because I am a little tired because I've been like super busy the last couple of days. But yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm over rested. I'm fucking depressed. Uh, oh no! <laughs> it's it's been like a week now. Like uh, th- I think I talked about it last time, but it turned out like like I was in this like very mild manic episode for like two weeks and i didn't it was so mild i didn't realize what was happening and well almost three weeks really so all of a sudden it like ended and i've been sleeping a lot and watching a lot of netflix and my internet went down yesterday and it was this nightmarish moment of like i'm depressed i just want to keep the cats warm on the couch and now i don't have netflix what Right. <laughs> Reminded me of a time before <laughs> streaming television. Um, right. You're like, wait, I, I have. Yeah, because you're like, wait, I have to watch things on these these discs now, which right, you might not even have. I don't yeah. even have anymore. Like I, I, it made me remember the days when, yeah, I had like a DVD collection and I could like go back and used to have hard copy porn. Do you remember <laughs> those days? So long ago. Oh, that's hilarious. Hard like, copy porn. They used to print that stuff on paper <laughs> and it didn't even move. It was so weird. It was so weird. Um, yeah, speaking of, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> not going to turn that into a sponsor read right there. No, I was going to say, I don't, I don't know. If, okay, it would work kind of for one of them. It would, like, because there is actually uh, uh, erotic fiction available on Audible. Oh, see, I was actually thinking like the the shower head. Oh, yeah, we could. Oh, so many possibilities. <laughs> Yet we're going to have some taste and class, and we're going to wait we are, until we're do that. until we're talking about like uh, the Holocaust or or sexual assault or something before we <laughs> right. make our no, smooth I transition. Say, I was going to say that's what the sponsors uh, pay us the the very small <laughs> dollars to do. That's really what it's about. Like it, it's it's the Holocaust and, and sexual assault that you want to be your segues, right? Not 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 pornography. We because this standards. is America, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> so today's episode is brought to you by Audible and Nebia by Moen. But we're going to tell you about that later. Because right now, I want to talk about Pretty 8 Machine. Okay, tell me about this. Because I just, I'm just i just looking at you. I saw this in our, in our notes. I was just looking at the vinyl. And I've never heard this. So tell me all about so, this. Because it looks great. Yeah, a couple years ago, uh, this guy uh, who goes by Inverse Phase on Bandcamp put out... Actually, it's been like... It's been years. But a while back, uh, 2011... Holy! Uh, no, 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 no. He, he's. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm looking at his bio. He started doing chip tunes in 2011, but the, okay, uh, this album, I can't remember what year it came out, but it's been a little while. Anyway, it's a, it's a note for note, chip tune cover of the Pretty Hate Machine album by Nine Inch Nails, and it is, it is, it'll, it'll blow your mind if, if you appreciate eight bit chip tunes and you appreciate nine inch nails in any to any level of of uh of fandom it this is an amazing album and he just uh this year launched a campaign to put it out on vinyl and he is already he's already like it's definitely happening he hit his first goal like right away uh, and then he set a second goal of like 500 records and he has met that. And at this point, he's actually uh, reaching out and trying to get it into record stores and game stores. And uh, so if, if, the, if the current pledge amount is to actually uh, fund getting this into stores. So he's still looking for pledges despite having he's 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 reached. Uh, $19,000 in pledges, but I would jump on this. If you, uh, if you own a turntable, that's the third, the third prerequisite is you have to have it. Right. Well, I mean, I suppose you could own it and never listen to it. You could own the no, vinyl no, totally and could. listen to it on Bandcamp. On, 
Exactly. I was going to say, cause I'm buying it right now. And, um, if you pledge and it's already going to go through, so you're going to get it, uh, but you will go ahead and get the digital version. And you could be like me where you got really into vinyl this year, even though you almost never listened to <laughs> any of your vinyl. Um, you've just spent like hundreds of dollars on Taylor Swift albums on vinyl, the same <laughs> album. Uh, but also I actually was buying vinyl releases before she released nine different versions of folklore on vinyl. Right. right. <laughs> I have a friend who has a band called the sweat boys or just sweat boys. And it is, um, it's a synth pop band that kind of like, they have this whole shtick where they have like, uh, guys in, in leotards lifting weights on stage while they perform. And it's just like high energy synth pop stuff. And I love him enough and I actually enjoy their shows enough that I bought their last album on vinyl and I've never actually played the vinyl because I own it all. It's all on, on my iPhone. Right. And yeah, I, totally. I even have one of their CDs. And for me, that's as retro as, as vinyl is. Honestly, it's it's harder. Uh, I think sometimes like to to find a good like CD system. Like I have, because <laughs> I, I I do have like a Blu-ray player that I got uh, for my uh, PC and my Mac, um, like an external that I had somebody mod so that it'll it uses a certain version of Make MV Make MKV, so that you can rip stuff in uh, ultra um, high def without um, dealing with weird DRM stuff. Yeah, because um, there are certain it's a weird thing. Like basically LG makes the only Blu-ray drives that exist right now, at least for uh, like Mac and PC, but they have different firmware versions that will let you do certain things on it. And they like charge extra if you want to actually be able to rip the UHD copies. And then they want you to use certain software. So if you want to use programs like uh, make MKV, or handbrake or things like that to actually be able to extract the whole thing without having to deal with weird proprietary garbage, then you have to use usually a modified version of the firmware. So I had somebody who flashed it for me and it wasn't and put it in in an external chassis and it was very inexpensive. So I have that, but like, that's what I would have to use to listen to a CD at this point. My last my 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 car before this one had like a six disc changer that I never used. Um, and I think I think the car that my girlfriend has now does have a CD player. Uh, and we bought that car from my mother. And just yesterday, for the first time ever, she opened up the little tray in the console. And there's all these like gospel cds in there like elvis singing gospel songs oh it yeah was oh my god so my dad my mom. I, that's my dad my <laughs> dad has like like white lady music taste <laughs> and i've always made fun of him about this because it's hilarious to me like he loves elvis loves elvis and and johnny mathis and all this shit but also like he was really into um this is just so funny because like, okay, this is why it's funny. My dad is like, even now in his seventies, he's a big, tall guy who, you know, it's very much appears like a man's man type of guy, right? Like he, he's very much like, you can tell that he played football in college and that he like is a, a sportsman. And like, it's just, you know, like that's, that's the thing. You don't expect him to be really, really into, um, uh, Vonda Shepard, who did the music in Ally McBeal, to the point that he had both, both of her albums and used to have them in the car. And I used to have to listen to that shit on my way to like when he would drive me to school in high school. Yeah. Parents when, are funny. When I, yeah. When I was like, what? It, it, it also turned out because I always thought it was my mom. It was not. Um, when I was growing up, I was always fascinated with my parents' eight track collection because I was like, what is this shit? Sure. And, and, and some of them, um, you know, had already degraded and didn't work, but, but some of them were, were in good shape, but they also had their record collection. And it was very weird to me because they had this Olivia Newton, John album on eight track and on vinyl, <laughs> same album. And I'm like, why? Cause now, you know, it makes sense because we have become accustomed to the industry making a double dip, right? Like 
our generation, especially mine, like I, there are certain things that I've bought multiple times because I've had to, and with streaming, obviously that makes it different. But so at this point you will buy the vinyl copy to support the artist, right? Like as, as this pretty eight machine thing, right? Like I, I am, uh, I could have just bought the Bandcamp thing, but I, I just also backed it because I want the vinyl because you want to support the creator because it, it's like a, a cool kind of tchotchke. But like in my, like in the seventies, like they had both copies and I'm like, why? And I always assumed it was my mom and no, it was my dad. My dad was just really into Olivia Newton-John. That's so <laughs> weird. I know. Did you see the song or uh, the song titles? I'm pretty eight machine. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at it now. I, I just, I just bought it. So head like IO a terrible lie downloading it. <laughs> oh my God. This is so good. And, yeah. oh, and that's awesome. So, so he's now, yeah, he's way, way past his funding goal for the original thing. And I don't know how much he needs to get, uh, to get it into other stores or stuff, but, um, yeah, he sent out an email yesterday. I can't remember what all it said now, but it he was talking about like the the how hard it is to get things into record stores these days. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I mean, which pandemic aside, like they're actually doing really well. Um, at least like the indie places. I mean, comparatively, right? Like, it's interesting how much like vinyl there's a boom, but there's also like an issue of, I would think the bigger issue less would be about distribution and would more be like, do you have enough physical copies that you can get yeah. to, to the stores? Because what's happened, at least based on what I've read, and I, I don't have a link for this. Uh, I think there's been some stuff in the New York times and some other places, but what's happened. And I, I bet, I bet that we have some listeners out there who know, who know more is that there are only a few places that do a good quality job of being able to make the vinyl and the demand has gone up so much that it's difficult to do, you know, uh, to, to get like press time, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like that's one of the reasons at least, I mean, this is all I can assume is that, so the Taylor Swift stuff, she has delay. Like it, it took me, I don't know. I think I got like, so folklore came out in, at the end of July. And it was the, it was December before I got all the vinyl, um, copies. So like she had like eight, I think on her website or something or, or seven or whatever. And then target had a special edition and the target one got there pretty quick because for it to be in target, it had to be, you know, already mass produced, but, um, all the different colors because of the different color variants she chose to use they clearly had not produced any of them. And, and I don't even know if they'd produced samples to be totally honest. I think this was one of those things where like they put it up on the Shopify when she like surprised dropped the album. And then she was like Republic slash universal. You figure this out now. And they were like, uh, okay, because it took months and, and, um, some of the, actually most of the, the color variants were only available for like a very limited time. Um, for folklore, or not folklore forevermore, she only had, I think, one color of the vinyl. And that was my first instinct. I was like, oh, you you had clearly bitten off more you could more than you could chew and, and fucked up with folklore because you realized in like the ensuing months, we can't make this much vinyl, especially with these different colors. Uh, and then for the re-release of Fearless that's coming up, that is an interesting one. I the, my big theory and the reason why it won't be released until April is because of the vinyl lead time, because she's wanting to charge for this like gold vinyl copy and they don't have that in mass. And, and the way that the billboard rules work now, uh, you have, you can't like do pre-orders the way that they used to. So it's one of those things where like, they have to actually have like a, um, it has to physically get to you within a certain date. So now it's a pre-order rather than a you buy it in December and you still don't have your, you know, vinyl copy of Evermore because it literally hasn't been pressed yet. And it, it could be the summer before you get it. So, um, it, that she obviously is going to deal with, with things on a larger level because one of the biggest artists in the world, but if they can't find the, the vinyl, like the, the machine time for her, then I have to imagine if you, you need to have a certain number of orders to be able to get a pressing 
so that you could even distribute one or two copies to a lot of different local music stores. At least that's my guess. I'm going to admit, when I put Pretty 8 Machine on the list, I did not think it was going to turn into a Taylor Swift conversation. But we managed it. We did. I, well, I mean, I, I can I can turn anything into Taylor Swift. Yeah, no. Um, we, but no, this is exciting. I got to tell you. So I had never listened to your mood mix before because I didn't. It, it, it just I don't I don't have time. You don't for, care. Well, it's not. I care about you. No, I understand. I, just, I don't care that much about Taylor Swift. But no, I understand. Uh, uh, yesterday morning. Uh, I mentioned that I had never listened to it. And I was like, well, we could listen to it now before you record. And uh, oh, no. it's so, so, sad. so we put it on and it was funny because first, the first song was exile mm-hmm. and, and Elle said, damn it. Maybe I do like Taylor Swift. <laughs> yes. But, yes. But then the next one came on and her response was, no, this reminds me a lot of a, a tampon commercial. Yes. And uh, ultimately, it, we both got really depressed by it. And yep. Sorry and, about that. Yeah. No, I, I'm i not going to hold you personally responsible. Uh, it, it turned out not to be great morning music. No, no, I, I could have told you that because it's, 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 a, it's a folklore mood mix. Right. So so the whole thing was to fit the whole. So how that came up with somebody on Twitter was like, I like this. What are some other you know, songs like this. And originally he wanted Taylor stuff. And so it was very Taylor heavy, but I went ahead and I was like adding in some other artists in there too, which is why there's some Elliot Smith and there's, uh, you know, some uh, death cab and, and there's, um, you know, uh, like other, I think I even did put, I actually did put a Ryan Adams cover on there, even though <laughs> his terrible is, well, I'm sorry, his cover of this love is really, really good. Uh, and, and fit like the, the motif perfectly. So, um, yeah. So yeah, not not good morning mix. Also not great if you're going through a depressive phase. Sorry about that. But you, you know very much on brand. It's okay. It's we survived. We survived. It's all good. I just I just love that she like goes from like maybe I do and then she's like no. It's like a tampon commercial. <laughs> Here's what I would say to L though. L, um listen to folklore and evermore because a lot of that is way more like um uh exile than it is any of her others like that's more the vibe than any of her other like pop stuff so if you liked that there i think especially evermore really leaned into that and so you you'd probably really like that album so speaking of listening to stuff great segue i know audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks ranging from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs languages motivation and more like original entertainment and now podcasts. I I have a podcast. I do too. I have a couple podcasts. Why aren't we on Audible? Are we? I want that are Audible. We, are we not? I don't even We're know. We're not. How, I don't know how to get on Audible. No, we got to get we got to be like more famous and and get some of like that Audible wondery money. <laughs> but we we do we do both listen to Audible. We and, love Audible. This is why I'm like, hey, call us. But yeah. <laughs> but uh, they have a new plan called Audible Plus. And with an Audible Plus membership, you get full access to the Plus catalog, which is filled with thousands of titles across different formats from audiobooks to popular and exclusive podcasts to unique Audible originals like the Words Plus Music series. Uh, you can listen offline anytime, anywhere. And you can even squeeze in a workout or a guided meditation without having to go to a gym or a class. Uh, I just started, uh, like I was talking last time we did this read, actually, I was talking about how I used my Audible subscription to listen to a whole bunch of black female sci-fi and African futurism authors. And I just started another book by Nettie Okorafor. Um, and it's really good. Uh, Akata Witch. Um, it's young adult fiction, but I'm young at heart and I really well, enjoy yeah. her. Well, and, and like if we're being totally honest in the fiction genre, like YA has kind of eaten the world and a <laughs> totally. lot of it is really good. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I, uh, I'm often surprised to realize that the book I just finished was classified as YA. Um, I, 
I yeah, I don't know if that says more about YA or if it says more about me. But no, it says more about YA. But yeah, you start anything good lately? Um, yeah. So I just uh, was listening to actually this is fairly recent. Uh, TV's new Golden Age, which is um, basically like all about uh, TV, like from like what's considered like the second golden age period of like 1999 through the last like two decades. And so, um, this is from a, a, a film and television professor, Eric R. Williams, um, who basically is, is talking about what's, what's kind of been referred to as like the, the third golden age of television. And, uh, so that's extremely my, my, my ish. Sure. So, yeah, I just finished, um, uh keegan uh michael keegan what's his name keegan michael k key keegan michael key because it's key, key, and key michael key right 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 <laughs> um keegan michael key of key and peel did a a 10-part audible series on the history of sketch comedy that it was just him kind of discussing the long history of sketch comedy dating back to like the Greeks and Romans. Ooh. And uh, it was, it was fascinating and also hilarious. And I would recommend it uh, to oh, anyone. I... It's included with your audible plus subscription. Oh, I'm going to listen to that. That's great. Um, that's awesome. I was listening to one. What would I listen to? So you remember Tiger King when we were all obsessed with that? I, 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 I recognize that other people were obsessed with it. Yes. Okay, so there was like a, a an interesting kind of like a company and like it was it's not officially related, but it's part of the story. But there's like a um, again, I think it's like a 10 episode kind of deep dive um, audible uh, original series. Like, again, it's one of those things that's part of your Audible Plus subscription where you can get way more detail and hear interviews and like deep reporting, like actual reporting than what was in the, the Netflix series um, about that whole case and those characters. So. People are interested in that. If if you want to relive the beginning stages of this pandemic uh, and and like look back fondly when we were all like obsessed with that stuff, that's that's another one I'll 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 give a shout out to. So with very little effort, you could easily get through any of these uh, special audio plus original series in thirty days. And if you go to audible.com slash overtired or text overtired to five zero zero five zero zero. You can get a 30-day free trial uh, with everything you want to listen to all in one app. Audible Plus can truly become your playlist for life. So visit audible.com slash overtired or text overtired to 500-500. Uh, we're, we're both obviously big fans of Audible and really happy to have them as a sponsor. Absolutely. Now, Thank if you, they Apple. would just pick up our podcast, we'd... we'd uh, yeah. We could do an original podcast for them. Then. That that's really what I'm kind of pitching. Oh, what like a, would it be a Taylor Swift podcast? I'm not sure I could get down with that. I don't know. We could come up with something. We should do a history of. Oh man, we could do a history of computing podcast. <gasps> See, where we just See, that's talk a good about, idea. Like talk about our teen years, right? Machines. Yeah, I don't know. We could pull it off. You're interesting enough, anyway. So are you, dude, actually. So Apple has uh, leaked, not leaked, but announced their next round of emoji updates. Have you seen these? Uh, yeah, I have. Um, I'm not on like whatever the beta is that you need to, to run it because I don't have time to run betas right now on my phone. Yeah. But I have seen it. They, have, they look pretty good. They're bearded ladies. Which is cool. It, it is. Uh, and it's actually like, it's interesting. The facial features, they didn't just put long hair on the bearded man emoji. Right. It actually has like narrower jawline. It is very much like feminine features with masculine hair. And it comes in the full range of skin tones. What surprised me not that they did it, but that it didn't exist before is interracial gay couples. I didn't realize that wasn't already a thing. Yeah, I'm guessing, and I don't know, this would be something that Jeremy uh, Burge of Mojipedia fame would, would know more about since he's on like the Unicode board and is like Mr. Emoji himself. But what I'm 
guessing is that they were for those emoji, they were defaulting to like the, the yellow color, which is kind of like the neutral, like sure. no race. And, and that that's what they were doing. And now what they've done is they've gone ahead and they've added the fact that you can select skin tones, but they've made it so that if you wanted to, you could have multiple, you know, skin tone options. Uh, what I, I guess, cause I don't know how the implementation of this would be. I'm, I don't know if they're going to have like the, however many combinations you could have. Uh, <laughs> the infinite number of shades and hues you could combine. Well, no, it's not, it's not that it's, they have like five different tones. So I don't know if it's one of those things where they have, you know, uh, I guess it'd be, I guess 10, I, I don't, I, I can't do the, I'm not, I can't do the math, math in my head right now. It's too early. Yeah. Um, we don't get paid but, to do math. I mean, not for this, but you know, so I don't know if they could do like all those combinations, if they're going to do that in the picker or if it's going to be like a more limited kind of subset for same sex couples that does obviously make it a little bit easier. And so far <laughs> as you, you, well, cause well, you know, cause if it's male, female, then you do have to have like one of each and then one right. of each. So you're, you're doubling the number. And, and from that, it's not even that like, okay, it's hard for them to make the emoji, but I would think it's like, okay, how do you in a selector right. make that an easy thing for people to access, right? So it's, it's not even a matter of like, yeah, because you can like have somebody commission the art, no problem, but it's like, how do you It's a UI consideration. 100%, which is why I assume that they just had it as as the the yellow color, sure. you know, just just everybody's a Simpson and, and that's what they they went for. But no, I think it's cool that they have you know, taken on the, the UI con uh, concern to have interracial um, uh, gay couples. They, uh, they also removed the blood from the syringe emoji so that it can now represent a vaccine. Okay. And they changed the headphones to be the white Beats headphones. Of course. Just, you know, just branding. Yeah, I was going to say, just like, you know, the watch is the Apple Watch and the, you know, the phone is the iPhone. Um, speaking of this, vaccines though, yeah, the Johnson and Johnson one, as we speak is nearing FDA approval as a one shot vaccine. And while not as effective as the other two, it, it does increase the number of doses that could be available in June by a hundred million. And that's not a hundred million divided by two, like you would have right. with the other vaccines. That's a hundred million extra doses. So that's good news. No, that's great news. So my parents got their second dose last week. My girlfriend so. just got, I should say, L. We'll just call her by name. L just got yes. hers this week too, her second Hell one. Hell yeah, that's that's awesome. The second one's that's supposed to cause more uh, side illness. Effects. Yeah, side effects. Yes. But yeah, my parents. My parents had like an itchy arm and they were kind of lethargic the second day, but they were fine. Yeah. And Elle did not have like I was she's like super sensitive to that stuff. So I I was prepared for the second dose to kind of wreck her, but it didn't. She she came through it fine. She's like, you shouldn't be scared. And I'm like, I wasn't scared. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny because my parents were kind of the same thing. Like they were like I, I was glad they were telling me, you know, how well it went or whatever. Um, but I was not even like it didn't even enter my mindset to be like concerned i yeah. was just like get the shot um you know like get it but um but yeah that, that's what i was hearing like they basically said they both had itchy arms and the, the the next day they were both a little bit more lethargic than they had been like the first dose they didn't have anything this one a little more but and they had Moderna, uh the Moderna um Moderna. one but Moderna, yeah whatever Moderna. <laughs> Who, who knows? So, um, I've apparently also, as I'm, as I'm saying this, I've been told the way that I say pen is, uh, was how, um, very Atlanta. A a apparently. Yeah. How do you say M I R R O R mirror? Okay. I've, I've realized, uh, thanks to some Facebook posts that in the, uh, in the Northeast, at least, uh, it's often a single syllable, just mirror, 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 mirror. Yeah. I could see that like, like the space shuttle. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird. So, you know, like, remember how like the, the New York times had that dialect quiz? No, you probably don't tell me about okay. it. Okay. Okay. So this was like, a, this was a long time ago, but it was a very famous thing where the New York times made this interactive dialect quiz that 
apparently for many people could precisely like indicate exactly where they grew up, like to a T. And it was one of those things where it's like 20 questions and you answer how you say certain words and other different colloquialisms or whatever. Anyway, because how I speak is so disconnected from where I grew up. Like I, I think I'm like the one person who totally like messed up the New York times dialect quiz. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't detect a Southern accent on you. I'm no, uh, I'm no accent expert, which you can find some great YouTube videos on accent experts dissecting various, especially when they do like, uh, uh, actors portrayals and they dissect their, their, oh, yeah. I love that. their dialogue coaching. But uh, yeah, that's fun stuff. No, that stuff is really fun. Um, I'm going to put a link to the dialect quiz in here. Cool. Um, yeah, very cool. So y- y- you mentioned you may have gone down another keyboard rabbit hole, and I feel like keyboards are... Yeah. almost deserve like a, a segment status on this show. Honestly, honestly, they do. Because between like you and like your your um, ultimate hacking keyboard and I, I told myself I wasn't going to get into this hobby. Like I told myself I wasn't going to. And now I find myself, I'm still not deciding. Like I, I still, I haven't pulled the trigger too hard yet. I think, I think I pre-ordered one that's been on back order, but I don't actually know. I know that I hit the buy button, but it hasn't shown up on my credit card and I didn't get an email. So it's one of those things where I'm like, did I buy this or did it not go through? And then I'm like afraid to buy it again because then I'm going to be stuck with like, you know, $130 keyboard, the second one that I don't need to of, and I don't want to have to deal with the return. So I'm waiting a couple of days to see if that actually like order went through or not. But in the interim, I like have been going down this rabbit hole where I was like, okay, I I have the keychron, which is fine, but the the keycaps aren't the best, and maybe you'd want to alter some switches. And then I'm looking at some options, and I'm like, oh, but I could design these things in these other ways. So I was like, well, maybe I'll just get like a drop alt, but then they have like a custom. Um, aluminum like a new aluminum color that you could colorway you can get which i really like which would look like really good with like it's like a light lilac that mm. would look really good with certain keycaps and so i'm like okay well if i got that because it's like 130 dollars, i don't want to have to buy that on top of like the 200 keyboard that that seems dumb so i'll just kind of build my own from from drop because they now sell the pcb separately too that still gets very expensive but then in the interim i'm like okay well do i want to get something else do I want to get like another type so I spent a lot of yesterday very deep in the weeds reading and watching actually a ton of keyboard review videos on YouTube (laughs) and I I've like resisted going too deeply down that rabbit hole because I knew that this would be the sort of thing that it's like shoes or PC parts which I've now like conquered that I'm like this will just be another thing that like the obsessive compulsive side of my personality needs to collect them all. And then the board needs to spend money to fuel things part of my personality. Like it's a bad combination. So I'm trying to kind of talk myself out of it, but it is one of those things where I'm like, I could see myself really, have you seen, I could see myself. I'm trying to talk myself out of building a keyboard. Basically. Have you seen the keyboard IO keyboards? No, go to, go to shop.keyboard.io. And they have a few different models that my friend Jesse Atkinson swears by. Um, I think he had the, no, I don't remember which model he had now, but they have like a tiny one called the Atreus that is like a, it's, it's ergonomic, not split. It's not two pieces. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at this. That's cool. But they have the model 100 that I think I actually tried backing (laughs) years ago, um, but it never happened. Uh, but now it says it's coming in 2021, just in case you need more options. <laughs> but I have always been curious about the 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 drop, the alt, and they have another one. Um, the control. Yeah, alt and control. They don't have a delete? No, not yet. They did just have an enter, but that's like an entry-level one. And then there's like a, a new one, which is like a 60%, which I don't want. Um, 
I'd really like a 75%, but that other than the, the Keychron, they're very limited. If it, they're very limited, like really there's one from, uh, keyboard fans that is like a KB 75 that is impossible to get right now. Like it is literally out of stock and that's one that you have to build yourself and solder yourself and whatnot. But there are very few 75% keyboards out there, even though I personally think that's like kind of the perfect size combination, but I like 65, 68 more than I like, um, 60% because I need my, um, navigation keys my arrow keys you say solder is that a southern oh, thing yeah. or is that just a mispronunciation how, how how am i supposed to say solder 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 oh yeah that's just a mispronunciation <laughs> okay that's just how i've said it like my whole life so that's sure. just yeah uh I, that's ran, just a mispronunciation. I ran into one of those with a friend that like i could totally see it's like when you're when you're reading especially when you're younger and you see words mm -hmm. like rendezvous like, uh, yeah. and you, it, they're not words you, you hear, or if you do hear them, they sound so different than they're spelled that right. you don't necessarily associate them. I thought it was pronounced rendezvous until I was like 16 years old. Wow. And I said it in a sentence and someone looked at me like I was an idiot. And I was like, it's rendezvous, you know, like a place you meet up. At a rendezvous. And people are like, you mean a rendezvous? That yeah. doesn't make any sense. Fucking totally. French. No, so yeah, no, no, solder, which is, because obviously I know that it's called a soldering gun, um, but I've said solder because that's just a mispronunciation <laughs> because I that's one of those things that I very clearly said in my own head so many times before I ever heard it. Sure. And then actually it's until you said this that I like made that connection. I'm like, yep, <laughs> I've been mispronouncing this my entire life. Cool. <laughs> Speaking of funny word, no, I'm not going to do another read yet. We our last our last episode, our sponsor reads were like five to ten minutes long. We really, we really put our heart and soul into our sponsors. If you'd like to sponsor Overtired, we <laughs> email. We'll we'll do we'll dedicate thirty out of sixty minutes to talking about your product. For the for the benefit of our listeners, we're, I'm sorry to our listeners. What no sponsor read should be more than five minutes long. That's crazy. It's totally nuts, and we don't blame you for using the 30 second like fast forward button on your podcatcher. That's totally yeah. what you did. So yeah. it's fair. Well, uh, turns out our I like I I put uh in our show notes. There's a transcript of our of our conversation and. In one of the newer podcatchers, the the timestamps that I have in there, and I didn't do this on purpose, but they're actually clickable. Oh, cool. And you can jump around the podcast because I don't do chapter markers. Like someday I aspire to do chapter markers. Yeah. No, <laughs> I honestly think timestamps are better because chapter markers, it's such a kludge. Well, and we're so scattered. Like we rarely we do anything that fits neatly into chapters. Right. Like just also, now we went from talking about uh, soldering to, to, to podcast chapters with no real segue. It just no. happens. 100%. And I also think like, frankly, like a chapters are difficult to create and B it doesn't really fit our show, but C, and this is, I think the most important thing, uh, the way that people consume content now, at least the way that I do like timestamps on YouTube are the currency that I kind of go by. So that's what I would be familiar with and would want from a UI standpoint more than like, or UX standpoint, I guess that's what I would prefer than to chapter markers, to be totally honest. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> I, I, I have nothing to, to add to that particular conversation. I am really bad about listening to podcasts. Yeah. I mean, I listen to a ton of podcasts and, and I usually, I never use the chapter markers on them if they have them, but, uh, I do appreciate timestamps when that's there, especially for shows like, uh, accidental tech podcasts and stuff like that, like that, that similar to us can be long. It can go into lots of, of topics. And because I do watch a ton of YouTube videos, 
I'm very, very happy whenever they have timestamps. And that's actually why when I do like my news show that I do like every two weeks, like my developer news show, like I have my timestamps and I've done that for the last couple of years, even before YouTube had like a visual like indicator kind of thing. Um, I always had the timestamps in the, in the comments because I was like, this is useful for people. I appreciate it when I see this on other videos. So you ready for a crazy, like paradigm, like shift. Yes. Um, why didn't Daft Punk just surreptitiously hand their, their helmets to like another duo and just let them carry on the tradition. This could have gone for hundreds of years. I'm really sad about Daft Punk. Yeah. Like, I mean, they hadn't made a new album in a really long time. And I think the last collab they probably did was with The Weeknd a few years ago uh, with Starboy. But I really like Daft Punk. And Discovery is one of my favorite albums ever. And I think their use of samples and the way other people sampled them is great. And I mean, you know, I don't know. That was a really shitty thing to wake up to on a Monday morning to like that news. Like I saw it in a group chat. It was in one of my group chats and that's how I found out. And I was like, oh, fuck. And here we so, thought 2021 was going to be different. Totally. And I'm like, damn it. Like, <laughs> well, it was, it was interesting because yesterday as we were recording this, Tiger Woods was in a car accident. Unfortunately, he survived. But it was one of those things where I don't even particularly care about Tiger Woods that much. But I'm like, okay, we can't have lost Kobe and then like Tiger Woods die in like a car accident. Like that was just one of those things that was like, no, like that can't happen. So um, he survived, but, you know, apparently like really fucked up one of his ankles and had some other fractures to some of his other legs. So they had to use who the knows? jaws of life to get him out. Yeah. Which is scary. You know, uh, I mean, it's, 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 I don't know. It's not as bad as it sounds from what I understand how the jaws of life work, but it's still not something you want. Like you don't want to be like so caught in a car that like have to use one of those contraptions to, to have access. If I knew more about golf, I could probably make a very distasteful golf joke right now, but I, I don't, so I won't. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't really, Just I mean, insert, insert distasteful comment from Brett that Christina then has to recover from. Ha. Yeah. Insert a distasteful golf joke here. I like that. <laughs> I'm working on my filter. Yeah. I appreciate that. So is, is that, uh, okay. So speaking of filters, is that a good segue to talk about the, the, the filter that you get from your shower experience? Yeah. So that's a, it's a bit of a walk, but, uh, but yeah, I can, I can roll with that. I can roll with that. So this episode is sponsored by Nebia and they make a shower head that both Christina and I are using and are loving and I want to tell you right off the top that if you go to nebia.com slash overtired, uh, the first 100 people to visit that will get 15% off of all Nebia products. So let's tell you about that shower, though. It's backed by some of the biggest names in Silicon Valley, including Tim Cook. It's designed by former Tesla, NASA, and Apple engineers who spent years researching and developing a superior shower experience that mm -hmm. saves water and is anything but ordinary. Despite using 45% less water than your standard shower head, its spray is 81% more powerful than the competition. Its atomized droplets rinse shampoo and conditioner out of even the thickest hair. Can you attest to that, Christina? I don't have thick hair, but I have a lot of hair, and I can definitely attest. You have a lot of hair. I have a lot of hair, so I can definitely attest to the fact that it definitely does rinse out shampoo and conditioner very well. And... It slides up and down. It has 25 inches of up and down motion. So uh, I, I don't know about you, but my girlfriend who has thick, lustrous hair does not like to wash her hair every time she showers. Uh, so uh, the, having a shower head that you can pull down below neck level and tilt forward, kind of perfect, especially for girls. I don't have to deal with this problem. No, it's really nice. It's really nice because usually like you don't have a choice. You're like, all right, my hair is going to get wet. I'm going to have to dry it anyway. I might as well shampoo it. That's not always best for your hair. So yeah, you can lower it, um, make it, you know, uh, like shoulder level, like you said, and still get clean, but not have to completely dunk your and hair. Despite being this high tech, amazing piece of shower artistry, 
It's also super easy to install. If you can change a light bulb, you can install the Nebbia by Moen. How, how, how did your installation experience go? It went very well. I did need a little bit of help just because I'm short and I needed, you know, <laughs> to to get like it high enough. But this was, and I'm genuinely saying this, like I'm not the most handy person. So I was a little bit concerned, but no, this was totally, uh, I think their app, like if you can change a light bulb, you can do this. I, I was like, am I going to have to get a bunch of wrenches and, and torques and other stuff? No, it was, it was a really simple installation. All the tools you need come right in the box. Yep. Yeah. So despite the massive savings on water and for me, electrical bills, because I have a well, my girlfriend and I are both loving it. I enjoy taking a shower more than I ever have before. It's a it's a great deal. It, it starts at one ninety nine and Overtired listeners can get 15% off. Uh, the first 100 people to use the code OVERTIRED at nebia.com will get 15% off of all Nebia products. You can just go to nebia.com slash overtired. That's N-E-B-I-A dot slash overtired. Check out what they have to offer and be one of the first 100 people to use the code OVERTIRED. So a huge thanks to Nebia for sponsoring this episode of OVERTIRED. Thank you, Nebia. Um, so that brings us around to we're wow, we got 50 minutes in already. That, I know. And I thought we weren't going to have enough to talk about. So the BBC put out an article about email trackers. And I already so they say two thirds of all emails, marketing emails sent now contain pixel trackers. Yeah. And like, I, I guess this isn't a surprise to me because I use MailMate on my Mac. And mm-hmm. MailMate by default blocks all of those and puts a huge red bar at the top of your uh, your your uh, viewer window that says what it blocked. And, nice. And so I have been fully w- aware for a while now of how many emails I get that contain tracking pixels. And I think like I've gotten into uh, some email marketing myself lately. Mm-hmm. And... Like I, I tell my system to track opens and I'm pretty sure you can only track opens with a tracking pixel. Yep. So even I'm guilty of sending these things out to people. No, totally. And the thing is, is that I'm actually surprised that it's only 75% because I would think that if you're sending out marketing stuff that you have some sort of tracking of some sort, cause yeah, open rates are a thing. Uh, I always assume, and, and again, like, I think maybe this is just working in the industries that we've worked in and, and our cynical nature, but I'm, I'm thinking like any link that I click in an email is being tracked. Oh, like, well, period. links for sure. Right. You know um, what I mean? But I'm also thinking there's like a track and... thing that there's a tracking pixel. The thing that's always freaked me out, the service that I have I've disliked, there are services out there, which like for personal users will insert a tracking pixel so that you can find out if someone, how many times someone has read your email and then not responded and like left, left you on red. And this is a tactic that I've seen journalists use where they're like, we reached out to this person. And even though they accessed the email this Mm. many times, they didn't respond. I'm like, okay, fuck off. That's not cool. Like I'm not a fan of that, like at all. And and people who I like and respect have done that. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, that's not cool. Like I'm not into that game at all. And like you, I've used, apps long before hey which is a good email uh service i i should say i should note like i do think that, it, that it's good but like there have been applications like mailmate and others that have alerted you and have blocked those tracking pixels for long before you know uh like people who are much better at marketing um have, have made that kind of into a cause celeb um i didn't know that mailmate had the the big like red bar thing like it's one of those things where I, by default, usually had images turned off yeah. on mail. And so it's one of those things where if you see an email that doesn't have any HTML in it and it is asking you to show, you know, sure. images, you're like, you either have a tracking pixel or your signature is real weird in, in, in either event. <laughs> or you I'm don't not... understand how email signatures work on plain text exactly. emails. Right. And, you know, but it's one of those things where it's like, in neither event, I'm not pressing show images. Yeah. I was not. So good luck to you, which is honestly probably why those tracking pixel attempts, like the different services that try to like play gotcha, like you've opened this this many times. 
don't work on me. For an email newsletter or whatever, it's different. Um, well, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious on your take on this. I'm not going to, from the next time I send out an email newsletter uh, for any of my mailing lists, I will not be using uh, tracking because it like, so a while back I realized like I run or was running like Google analytics on all of yeah. my websites and I was kind of addicted to all of the stats, but mm -hmm. they didn't really affect any of the decisions I made. All I really needed to know was how many people were viewing a post so that I could know what to charge advertisers. Right. And I didn't need to know all of that audience information. Totally. So I switched to using Fathom, which is a completely private. Uh, it goes back to like the idea of just a, a web counter. Right. And it really it, only. It's a server side. It's a server side one. Right. Um, it doesn't track any personal information. And I made that change to all of my websites. And I made it to like everything I had on my website that was gathering any kind of personal data, I got rid of. So like yeah. visiting my websites is a completely secure, uh, completely private situation. And uh, it kind of, it, it offends me that I've been kind of breaking that rule with, like, I just started doing email marketing and I, like, I didn't even realize what all I was sending no. to people. So that's going to stop because like, while I find those, uh, I found those stats interesting. I like to see like, this is my percentage open rate and everything. It's not going to change like what I write next time. I'm not running AB testing and like figuring out the perfect headline for my emails. That's not my game. So right. I'm just not going to so collect it. it anymore. No, which I think is fair. I will say I'm I'm a weird person in that it's not that I love being tracked. And I certainly think that some of this stuff is a lot more insidious than others. For an email newsletter, if I've chosen to subscribe to it, I don't care as much. Like I'm not as offended by it, if that makes any sense. Sure, if, yeah. if somebody If somebody has a tracking pixel and they want to know their open rate, like I see the value in that. Um, and, and ideally how I would actually really like it to be used and, and most places won't do this, but I would really like for people to see if you get an email X number of times for X period of time and you're not opening it, I would honestly like that to be a signal to the, you know, whoever's sending the emails out be like, send a thing and say, do you want to subscribe to this? And if you don't interact, like remove you from the mailing list. Yeah. Like the software that I'm using, um, what's it called? Sendy. Yeah. Uh, Sendy, which by the way is so good. Uh, it's like, it's a PHP system that you run on your own server and it costs okay. like 70 bucks to install it. And then from that point on, you can send 10,000 emails at a time for a buck. Right. Cause which, it's, it's, it's a, cause it uses, um, Amazon's, um, right. SES. Uh, yeah. SES. Um, yep. It, if you were to do the same amount of emails through like MailChimp, you would be paying hundreds of dollars for the same yep. same setup. And so they do offer a house cleaning option where you can go through and people, if you have people on your list that haven't opened the last seven emails, you can segment those and send just an email to those people to do exactly what you're talking about and say, hey, uh, here's your chance to unsubscribe if you want to get off the list. Um, at a at a buck per ten thousand, I mean, I can I can afford to have people not open the email, but uh, it it is nice to do a little house cleaning once in a while, and maybe people who have uh, banished, maybe people who use a great service like um, Sanebox, mm -hmm. they should sponsor us. I would talk about Sanebox all day, but um. <laughs> We're such whores. I'm a whore. We are. Um, well, you're a whore. I was going to say. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm whore adjacent. <laughs> actually, actually, true story. I came up with this one New Year's Day after real, real whore moment. Uh, I uh, I came up with the saying, you can't spell whore without Christina Eason Warren <laughs> when I was like 21 and uh, accurate. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, we don't, we don't slut shame here. You mentioned fathom analytics. I I've looked at them. 
it doesn't do what I need it to do. But I found plausible analytics, which is another one of kind of the privacy focused analytic things. I like it for a couple of reasons. One, they have a hosted service, but they also have a self-host option. So if you want to have like a Docker container or whatever, and you want to run it the same place that you're running Cindy, you can do that. The reason I like it is that like Fathom, it doesn't gather a lot of the, you know, the stuff that you want from, from Google analytics, but there are a couple of things that I do need I'm an analytics program for some of the stuff that I do. I don't need to know anything about who is clicking on stuff at all. And I don't want to know that, but I do need to know like how many people clicked on a link, um, like an, like a link that's going someplace else. Like that is actually usable, useful information to me. Like how many, like, you know, links are, are being clicked. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have any qualm about that at all. And like Mint used to do that. Like they used to have like a, you know, an outbox thing and, and you can do that with Google analytics and you can do that with, um, uh, what is it? Uh, um, uh, Mimo, what is it called? Uh, Matomo, Matomo. It used to be, um, uh, started with a P, but I, but I can't think of the name of it. Matomo, which is like the open source Google analytics, but plausible. They actually, reason I like them, they added it as a feature. Like they, they made it a feature because I, I did a PR request, um, on GitHub, uh, for that so that you can add like UTM links or whatever, and you can create like campaign type of things. So like, like links you know, track like link, link clicks. Again, it's not tying back to any user information, but just so you can say this many people clicked this outbound link. Um, and, uh, so that is like one of those features that for me, um, for some of the few sites that I have set up for stuff, like is an actual requirement. So, um, fathom is great, but, uh, but I want to give a shout out to plausible as well. Nice. Nice. Well, we, that was a whole bunch of shout outs we just did at the end of our Taylor Swift episode. I know. <sighs> we, 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 we kept this show to, if we finish in the next two minutes, we'll, we'll be under our, our, our ostensibly hour long show limit. We haven't hit that for a while. We've been, we've been like an hour, 15 minute show for a while now. And apparently I put out one episode that came up as saying it was 16 minutes long when it was actually an hour and 16 minutes long. And I don't know how I did that, but thanks to everyone who uh, who gave it a shot anyway and didn't assume it was like just a sponsored read. Right. It, it wasn't just us talking about our illustrious sponsors. If, if those are things, we will like clearly um, denote that. Um, A, because I believe the FCC requires us to, and B, because we're not assholes. It will be in the show title. Exactly. If the show is nothing but sponsor reads. It will be titled Sponsor Read Show. Yeah. Yeah. What was our oh, last God. title? I think I called it, uh, I swear we're still a tech show. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> We do our best. Tech is not as thrilling as one might think. There's a reason well, I don't listen to tech podcasts. There's just not enough Taylor Swift in your average tech podcast. This is exactly it. There's not enough Taylor Swift. There's not enough um, like chip tune, nine inch nails. <laughs> Although, see, again, tech adjacent. Totally. Chip, you know, so totally. we've always been a culture show for nerds. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Have you ever read Saga? Do you get into graphic novels and comics? Uh, I do sometimes, but no, I've never read Saga. I uh, I just I was just turned on to Saga by a local bookseller, uh, the guy who owns uh, one of the local used bookstores. Posted a t a shirt that had this whole list of names I didn't recognize, so I googled the whole list of names and discovered this comic called Saga that now I have to check out. So I will update you. After a trip to the local comic shop, and and I'll tell you how that goes. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, what's it about? Because I'm always. I wish I knew. I, okay, well, so once you find out, let me know, and then I'll know if I need to like look into this. It's 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 to the it, I I trust this guy's taste so much that just the fact that he would buy a T-shirt for this series makes me want to read it. With with like sight unseen, I have no idea what I'm getting into, but I trust him. I like it. Daryl. Daryl's a good guy. Shout out to Daryl. Right on. I know he doesn't listen to this show. Of course he doesn't, but shout out to Daryl anyway. I'll make him. I'll be like, hey, you want to hear your, you want to hear yourself get mentioned on a D list podcast? I've got just the show for you. Anyway, D list. 
we're not D-list. We're we're E-list at best, but we're oh, we're getting there. Have some have some self-esteem. You, I, I do you have gotta, self-esteem. You gotta promote yourself as the podcast you wish you were. <sighs> like dressing for the job you want. If Got we it. if we if we present ourselves as D-list, that's how you get to be D-list. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, honestly, we should probably like that should be the episode title. Your favorite, <laughs> your favorite D-list podcast. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, Christina, great chat. Great chatting with you, Brett. And um, uh, I hope you feel better and, and that your depressive episode ends more quickly than, you <laughs> than know, the manic episode took. that you didn't know you were having. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh, uh, I decided if we ever make t-shirts, uh, they should say, get some sleep, Christina. <sighs> yes. Yes. That's so good. That's perfect. So like, I would wear that. Like the t-shirt says, get some sleep, Christina. Get some sleep, Brett. The system is going down low.